They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So by passing Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gates, the city gate by the river, where we were supposed where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Our passages from the book of Acts are sometimes a little challenging for us because they include all these place names in there that are hard to do. And so Shay will tell you that my advice to her was like, here's a pronunciation guide, but just say it confidently. Nobody else knows how to pronounce them either in there. That's a way that we can be creative with plowing through. There were a lot of them in this one. Thank you so much for that. We are so grateful for these stories in Scripture of the early church and the way they they came about and the way the gospel message spread. And in our story today, Paul listens to the Holy Spirit. On two different occasions, he has plans to go one direction and the Holy Spirit redirects him. Once, with what we believe is just a feeling inside, the Holy Spirit prevented us from going that direction. In the second way, with with a dream. Had a dream with a man from Macedonia who said, come over here, we need help over here, come to Macedonia. And he recognized that as the voice of God. And Macedonia is where he went. And when he went to Macedonia, they went on Sunday or on the Sabbath day, which would have been their Saturday, um, out beside the city to the riverside because if you were in a city that did not have enough adult men to have a synagogue then worshipers of God Jewish people would go outside by the water and they would pray together on the Sabbath so they went there to find people who were worshipers of God and share with them the message of Jesus and that's how they met Lydia And they connect with Lydia and Lydia invites them back to her home and they plant a church and Lydia becomes the host and pastor of the church that meets in her home. She's a sower of purple fabric, someone who would have been connected with people from all across the strata of society. It was a God thing, a God moment that comes because Paul listened. Are you a good listener? That was our question for today. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm not a good listener. I want to be. We have some really good listeners around, and I'm, I'm not one of them. And i tell you what has made it worse. The DVR and on-demand TV have made my listening skills worse. 
Because I don't have to actually pay attention all the time. I can be doing something else. I can be letting my mind wander. And then if I miss something, oh wait, what? Did, did they say something I need to know? Because I can just back it up and listen. So I don't have to actually listen any longer. Unfortunately, that kind of habit carries over into the rest of life. We have to be intentional about listening. We need to listen to one another and we need to listen to God. Our imaginative piece today was a story of a little boy who listens to his heart as he draws and creates his own world. He starts out with a straight path and then he says, well, this is not getting me where I wanted to go. So he listens to his heart and takes a different path. We must be willing to listen if we're going to be drawn in to creating a world that God wants us to have and to be a part of. It means that sometimes we have to be willing to depart from the traditional path. And sometimes we have to be willing to change course. Because if we don't, we'll miss something important. I came across a fact recently Um, And I've used it in several different contexts, but it kept sticking in my brain as I considered this idea of listening. Sometimes God speaks to us through that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit that speaks to our insides. Sometimes God speaks to us through the words of Scripture. We find a connection in a story. We find something that goes, okay, that's what I needed to see. That's what I need to hear. Sometimes God speaks to us through one another, through the voice of each other as we are together in the church and being made one people to help on the mission of reaching this world. In the early days of digital photography, some people went to the Kodak Eastman Company and tried to get them to embrace digital photography. And they were like, no, nothing is ever going to compete with film. At least real photographers will always be developing film in dark rooms and making prints. And now we have people who are able to digitally enhance, who are able to change and Photoshop and work with all the different products. But digital has become the primary way that images are captured and shared. Kodak Eastman missed it because they weren't ready to listen and be willing to hear something new. Just a few moments ago in a conversation in a class before this one, I talked about how I believe we've been hearing a prophetic word from people within the church for about 50 going on 60 years now about our need to get outside the doors of our building. That what we used to call the if you build it, they will come model of just have it. People will come here. We've discovered too many people are suspicious, cynical, hurt. They're not coming here first. When they come here, they will come because they've already interacted with us. That what we need to do is hear the voice of Scripture once again, telling us to be like the New Testament, to go where people who need to hear about Jesus are, rather than simply thinking they'll all come here to hear. 
We've had things like fresh expressions within not just the Methodist church, but within the church world of finding new ways of doing church in new settings, new places, and with new groups of people as God seeks to reach new groups and find new ways of carrying this great message. It's important that we listen. Now, we've already talked about pausing. How is listening different than pausing? Pause was to stop, to turn off all the clutter and noise so that we could focus on the task we were doing, to be willing to focus. Listening is about hearing the voice. We're going to talk in a few weeks about rest. Rest is taking a break from the task so that we can be healthy and whole to come back and face a task clean. But listening means hearing God and being willing to do something new and something different. One of the Christian traditions is in what we call the Friends Society, which we tend to know as the Quaker movement. When they come for worship, they all come into the sanctuary and they sit down. There's no order of worship. Nobody's officially in charge. Nobody has planned it all out. They simply sit and listen until God moves somebody to do something. And when they hear God, they then get up and do it. They get up and share what they've heard in their heart. They get up and suggest that they sing the song that they have felt impressed. Their whole identity as a people is primarily about listening to God. It's one of the things we hope we give you room to do in our times of worship here is to listen. We try to make sure there are a few moments of intentional silence between things so that we can hear God speaking to us. And then we get together and we go, I think I'm hearing God say this. What are you hearing God say? Oh, I think that's what we're supposed to do so that we are listening and obeying God together. It's part of how we are creative is we hear God. But we must cultivate our willingness to listen, to be drawn into God's presence and hear what God would say to us. Let's pray. Almighty, gracious, and loving God, you've given us two ears and just one mouth because perhaps you want us to listen twice as much or twice as carefully as we speak. Help us to train our ears to hear your voice. No matter how you speak to us, let us discern what is your voice over any other, what is your call to us that we might join you in the creative work you are doing of saving lives and redeeming the world. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen.